Live from the Tech Talk Studios in the nation's capital and the heartland of America. It's Tech Talk. Hey, man, welcome. It's Tech Talk. It's Friday. Jay. Dude, this isn't going to be an exciting show. I Oh, yeah. I have been watching. I've been looking forward to this all week. I have been watching video this afternoon in prep for it. But, you know, everybody knows you and I as sort of the jokesters. Uh, you know, I was talking to Don Reno a while ago, and he was saying, man, I am an avid listener to your show. You guys are an act together. <laughs> we are really adding the third party here today that is the pro. Oh, yeah. And uh, I understand he's got a lot of good stuff on you, man. And I cannot. He's got some stuff. <laughs> he's got some good stuff, it sounds like, on you. And uh, I can't wait because FCA's next week. And uh, I need some good ammunition to uh, to throw on you during class. Dude, dude you're going to have an arsenal by the time we're done today. An arsenal. That's great. Listen, let's uh, let's get started with it. Why don't you introduce our guest? I today? would love to. So this is my very good friend Matt Kazam. Matt is a professional comedian, a comedic coach, a student of the game, and helps entrepreneurs and corporations alike create greater profitability, greater growth, greater culture through comedy. And yes, I said through comedy. And there's great science behind it. And Matt's going to talk about that today. But I'm super excited to have one of the literally the funniest people on earth. My boy, Matt Kazam. What's up, brother? Well, thank you for that uh, shitty intro. That was... Uh, <laughs> like, now, now we, have to, we have to be funny. But, uh, this, and this really feels like a morning show. I don't know, Brad, you must have done radio with that voice. I, I know, really- right? Oh, uh, I, I, I did a long time ago. And, you know, Jay and I just got together and said, we, during COVID, we need to keep teaching, keep laughing, and making people laugh. Our classes are fun. We don't have the people asleep on the back row like many classes do. We, uh, you know, we'll pick on them. That's it's just fine. who we are. Like so, yeah. yeah. And from a learning standpoint, you couldn't be more spot on. You know, it. Uh, there's a reason why only 5% of training works, that people only finish 5%. 95% of the people won't complete it. They only remember 10 to 20% of anything they've learned. You embed the message with humor and the experience with humor goes up to 50, 60, 70%. Yeah, so amazing. if you're going to do it, do it, you know, and, and, and lean into this thing. It's like I tell people, every human being is sitting on a lottery ticket that lives inside of them when it comes to our emotional future and mental health. It was given to us for a reason. And we have blocked it out and outsourced it to Adam Sandler and other people. <laughs> and you really I like, you know, when you, you're taking ownership of it, but not just fun for fun's sake. But I think you you've seen the. The, 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 you know, the, the results of it. So, you know, you can do use humor and, and we call it humor comedy. You know, I think that's the word that makes people because when they think that they think, oh, now all of a sudden the office is going to be a bunch of stand up comedians. And it's not. We just want them to be humans because that's when we're at our best is and we're at our best and safest when we're laughing. So I dig that you guys are, are doing it with intention and strategy. That's that's the way to go. We have a lot of CEOs and a lot of practice owners, business owners in healthcare. Um, who are listening to this podcast. And, and there's really good information out there, Matt, and you shared it with us when I went through my training, which we'll get to in just a little bit. <laughs> but um, but um, that, that it really helps to 
uh, it really helps to develop your leadership skills and you can build greater culture. Maybe you can just share some of that information as well, because I think that's critical for our audience to hear. Oh, absolutely. And and one thing I, 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 I'm doing now, um, you know, before when we worked together was it was March 9th. Oh, you did your graduation show March 9th of uh, 2020. 20. So, mm-hmm. gosh, you know, um, and up until then, I was teaching the science of humor for communication, for leadership. I mean, the, the studies that are out there on, you know, what it does you know, for culture and, and, and people want to work for the funny boss. And we've seen that in this entrepreneur stand-up challenge is not yep. only have the CEOs who've done stand-up comedy retain the employees longer because everybody wants to work for the boss who does stand-up comedy, but they've also attracted better talent because yeah. people want to work for that. So yeah, I always say it, it's not just what humor does, it's what it says because humor is based in empathy. A small part of it can be used for evil. And, and I teach that. You know that I told you. If there's a yep. victim in the joke and it's not, you don't tell it. I mean, if you give people something, see, even dogs are involved. Um, <laughs> it's uh, Perfectly placed. That was just an audio file. Well, dogs, dogs are empaths. What a producer. So when we're talking about empathy, I'm sure a dog would want to kick in because dog, dogs are empaths. But really, right. that's what the science breaks down to. It's, it's, it's being empathetic. In order for me to make you laugh, I have to see you as wow. a person. And imagine what that would do from a leadership standpoint. So, um, but, but post COVID three weeks into it, I get a call from Southwest gas here in Nevada, old, you know, utility company. And they wanted some programs on using humor for mental health, for connection, for, for, for the now to to kind of hold together this remote culture that people were doing. And, and it turns out that now everything was on the table because nobody had any ideas. And so, you know, so since then, a lot of my work has been uh, in, in using it to, to create culture, but more a culture of, belonging and, and inclusion and empowerment um, and, and less stress and wellness and mental health. And I mean, I have all these different talks and, and in them, you know, again, at the end of the day, I simplify it. Nobody ever went to bed thinking, you know what? I laugh too much today. You know what? Tomorrow, tomorrow I'm going to try not to laugh so much. You know, I'm teaching humor intuitively. Everybody understands it on a level. We just, I can give them the inspiration, but Companies have to give them permission. And that's what you doing the stand-up challenge did. You embracing humor allows everyone else to embrace it too. And 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 it's such, I don't care if you don't even do anything externally, what it can do for you internally. Oh, yeah. it, it, it allows you to look at things differently. I say, you know, joke writing, we have to look at the joke. And, and I can't wait till we talk about your process. And because we did great Cairo material and, and we eventually we got to where we needed to be. Um, it, 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 it didn't get there smoothly, but we got there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, in order to, to do to write the jokes, we have to look at the, the material and the premise or a problem, uh, which is we have to come up with a way to make this funny. But we have to twist and look at it. So, you know, if you did that same thing when stressful things happen in your life, instead of all of a sudden getting angry, because once you've done that, you know, humor and happiness and joy, whatever you want to call it, it's the one emotion that gives you options, yeah. that gives you that, that can actually help you. Anger cannot help you. It may feel good because we live in an angry society, but humor, empowering people for humor, because so you can dictate your emotional future and, you know, it gives you perspective, clarity and all the data. That's the great thing right now. I'm doing a show called The Humor Scientist on uh, Harvard Public Health uh, Review. Um, 
thehumorscientist.com. And cool. uh, but in people. that, we're learning it. We're, you know, I'm looking at it from the social determinants of health. You know, oh my God, Brad's going to have, you just made Brad come in his pants. I mean, oh my God. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, Brad, what, no, good, I want to hear this then. <laughs> No, we we developed a social determinant of health uh, platform to connect doctors to uh, you know people that are less fortunate that need additional help have social issues yes. and uh, you know we've got Kairos now uh, treating homeless people. Can you imagine just the mental thing that it takes to say I've got to treat somebody that they're going to go back home and sleep in a box? Yeah. Yeah. Totally different mindset than somebody that's going to go home on the Serta and sleep, you know, it's it's just totally different. So yeah, sorry, no. Matt. Sorry, Matt. I interrupted you. So just continue on that thought, and then oh, I, I love stop because I wanna I wanna say one thing actually really before you go back to the social determinants of health piece that, and the Harvard show that you're doing. Um, you mentioned empathy being the key, but also vulnerability, right? Like that's something that you teach in your course, and that's critically important for leadership skills. Like leaders have to be vulnerable; they have to be real, and that that I think is one of the key things that you taught us in our group. And by the way, just to give everybody everybody context. Let me just take a step back. Yes. So I went to, so I, I belong to this amazing uh, entrepreneurial group here in DC called Cadre. Um, uh, Melanie and Derek Coburn are the founders. I was one of the founding members and just an amazing group of people in this group. So they connected with Matt. Matt put on a charity show to raise money for the folks in Haiti. Um, and then a bunch of my friends uh, actually were performing and they were from Kadra. And I'm watching this show at the improv, which is the place in DC for stand up. And I'm thinking, I was getting anxiety. I was like, Oh, there's no fucking way I could ever do this. Like, and I get up on a stage and I, I'm like, I speak in front of a lot of people. I have no issue, but like telling jokes literally scared the shit out of me. After the show, Matt comes up to me, a bunch of other people, some of my friends, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. How long did it take me to sign up, Matt? A year. So you're the last group I ever did. And the show you saw was the first group I ever did. There were 12 groups in between those. So <laughs> you, had, you had 11 other options, I think, if my math is right, uh, yeah. to do this. But you got the 12th one. And that was in, and, and we doing it that night where we know we were facing lockdown three yep. days from then. So this was like our last time out there. Yeah. I mean, what, what a celebration. But you, you mentioned vulnerability. You know, everything we're telling people now, and forget about the benefits, you know, you know, everyone worries about, oh, somebody's going to tell a bad joke and it's going to piss everybody off or whatever. But the benefits of what it does, you know, to culture and productivity and wellness, your insurance premiums will go down because they'll be happier because people will want to come to work. You know, they won't have these stress related diseases. You know, um, it's like this new this great resignation everyone's going through now is that people are not saying that they don't want to go back to work. In many cases, they're saying they don't want to go back to work for you. You know, because that because my mental health, my wellness, it's worth more than that. Or at the very least, let me work from home. I I can't go to this toxic place every single day. Um, But in order to do that, you have to make people feel emotionally safe. You have to make them be be their most present, authentic selves, you know, And, and people are now kind of dipping their waters into the happiness space, you know, oh, let's try to, to engineer some happiness. You can't have a happiness conversation without the humor conversation. So because humor 100%. accomplishes that when you're on stage, there's nowhere to hide. The yep. only thing you have to protect you is your truth. Imagine. And this, we talk about the social determinants of health. What imagine a landscape where everybody felt safe. You know, what would happen? Because right now they don't. And we know what's how that plays out. But, you know, people now will succeed more. They'll make more money. They'll be able to 
feed themselves better. They will be healthier. It literally is the ripple effect with medicine. And this is what I love about Kairos. And, and what I learned from, from you working with you so much is the doctor will treat the disease only. He doesn't care why you got it, how you got there. He hopes you get it again. Really, if you think about it, that, that's a good joke. You should use that in your, we're going to put that in your act. I got to write know? that down. But, you know, but that's his job. You know, I mean, that, that's the, that is their, their, their job, you know. So, but in the Cairo, it's about more than that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so this is great. I love this. I know we got to take a break, right, Brad? But maybe when you get back, I know you have some burning questions about the experience that Matt had dealing with me. So we'll, we'll get back to that when we come back. All right, we're talking with Matt Kazam. It's Tech Talk. You bet. No matter what, got money on my mind. I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. And they stay there. And they stay there. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. As a Cairo Health USA provider, We're excited to work with you to identify which of your discounts are good, bad, or illegal. Most chiropractors bend over backwards to make their care affordable. Unfortunately, dual fee schedules, false claims, inducement violations, and time of service discounts can all put you at risk. And no offense, everybody's doing it doesn't work with auditors. At Chiro Health USA, we're here to help protect and grow your practice. Just listen to our provider stats. 20% overall practice growth versus 2019. Over 50% of CHUSA patients renew their membership year after year. Over 2,500 patients per month use our provider's search directory to find a CHUSA provider. At Cairo Health USA, our purpose is simple. It's to improve the quality of life for our doctors, their teams, and their patients. With over 5,000 providers and nearly a million patients, Cairo Health USA is the network that works for chiropractic. For more information, call 888-719-9990 or visit www.chirohealthusa.com. Hey, it's Brad Cost with TikTok. I just wanted to take a second to welcome our newest sponsor, PayDC. Here's Dave Klein. Hi, I'm Dave Klein, co-founder and director of business development for PayDC, the chiropractic industry's leading developer of cloud-based integrated practice management software. PayDC is fast, easy, and affordable to use. PayDC will significantly help you improve your practice in three main areas. Number one, it will help you reduce the amount of time needed for training. Number two, it will help you increase your revenues, both from insurance companies and your patients. And number three, the system is based on federal law, improving the quality of your documentation and helping you tell a better story of how you care for your patients. Come on! And the data doc of talk is Tech Talk. Sudden darkness, but I can see. No sugar tonight. All right, Jay. We're coming yes, after sir. you. We're coming after you in this segment, buddy. All right. I like it. No, no sugar for you. No sugar for you tonight, man. We're gonna <laughs> I'm I'm gonna get Matt to just expose it all about what 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 you did, what you went through. Yeah. So to set this up a little bit, 
Matt, Jay enrolled in this class that you do for the stand-up challenge, I believe it's called, and to really help corporate leaders, speakers to understand how you take and incorporate, incorporate humor into your lecture. I was reading some things on your website about children laugh 400 times a day. Adults laugh wow. three times a day. That, that's pretty amazing to me. And, and, and the amount of the content that, that a person remembers when you incorporate humor into it just increases in a tremendous way. So I've known Jay for a long time now, and I've always seen him to be confident. He steps up into that audience. He talks. He's a, he's a great moderator, a great speaker. But you had a little bit different experience, did Yeah. I, you know, once he got on the stage, he was fine. And, and I knew that, and which is why, you know, it's called the Entrepreneur CEO Stand-Up Challenge. And it really is, for a long time, I, I taught anyone how to do stand-up. Bus drivers, teachers, you know, garbage. It didn't matter. Dog catchers, whatever. Um, but once I dialed it in, to, because I once I've tapped into the real science of it, I'm teaching the, 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 the highly intelligent. This is, again, also what Dr. J is packaged in that poodle-like exterior. Um, is <laughs> highly intelligent with an aptitude for learning who know how to succeed. If you give them the tools, they will step out of their comfort zone, but they eventually wind up in the growth zone. And that's what the stand-up challenge was, was it, it, it was when I coached them, they would listen and it was fine. But for their own self-preservation, you have a, per it's almost like, you know, coaching an athlete, you know, when, because at the, what's waiting for them at the end of this, Jay did, how long was your set, Jay? 15 minutes? Yeah, about 15 minutes, yeah. 15 minutes. So, you know, I can't even do the math here. I'm going to try. But it, it, when 15 minutes is going well, it's 15 short minutes. When it's not going well, it is 900 long ass seconds. <laughs> and you feel every single one of them. Um, so uh, but that's really what the, the program is, is, uh, you know, and then what happens after it's over, you know, they become better speakers, better leaders. Um, they also can tell their story and empower others, you know, in, in a way that the, that isn't just information, you know, the, the information bank is full, you know, I mean, what comedy does and humor does is it breaks through the subconscious and make, and lets you connect with the human being. If it's, if it's done properly, because they say now it takes 17 interactions to gain someone's trust or you make them oh. laugh once. So, you know, it, this is what they're learning there. And then, they have such a greater impact once they go back to their world. Uh, uh, but with Jay, you know, we went in with a pretty lofty goal. Some people just want to make them laugh and we're just writing jokes. But we went in to really kind of put the medical industry on trial, if you will, and and and, and defend and uphold, you know, the, the, the great uh, practice that is chiropractic. Um, and, 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 you know, I have to dive into their subconscious, you know, deep into their subconscious to pull out these things. So I get to know them better. And, and it's one of the great honors of my life to, 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 that they trust me so much to do this because Jay was a train wreck. I mean, a train wreck, it's an insult to train wrecks to call him a train wreck. <laughs> um, because it was so personal to him and I knew it, you know, and we went so deep into this company, why he's a chiropractor and, and, you know, versus, you know, going into any other line of work and also what his mission is, you know, because it's not even just to be a chiropractor anymore. It, it's to reduce the level of pain on the planet. You know, yes, we, we, you know, where some guys, you know, they just were telling dick jokes, you know, I mean, you know, it's, that's one thing. Uh, but, and then to really make him vulnerable, I mean, I don't want to, 
tease it, but we closed with a story about Jay shit in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> don't get any more vulnerable than that. You know, and I'm not talking about. I have got to see. I have got to see this video. There, I just have got to see this video. <laughs> and it wasn't like he shit his pants as a child. It was Thursday, so you know. <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot there we had to wrangle in. But once he hit the stage, it was magic. Truly, I'm not just saying it because I'm on the show. One of the best sets, top five best sets. Uh, and from where he came from, number one, that's it. Uh, uh, and we, we accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. And it's content now that he's using in his talks and in his messaging and branding. And, and that, to me, is why I get up in the morning before COVID. Now nobody's really trying to do stand-up comedy live anymore. But we're bringing it back at, at some point. But I'm oh, still yeah. coaching and, and, and doing a lot of work from the wellness point of view for culture and, and things like that. But Dude, I, Jay, I miss so much. Uh, yeah, I'm so glad that you're here today. It's great to see you, brother. And I owe you so much because um, you meant, and and I want the audience to understand this. Like you mentioned, growth and personal development. Like those are not just words. Like I was literally scared out of my mind to do this. And Matt was Matt, dude. You coached me so well. You helped me write. You, I mean, you really helped me write great jokes. And um, and like I, you know, I I obviously paid Matt to coach me as all of us wanted to because he's phenomenal but matt went into fucking overtime because he, he like literally the, the night before then he had me come to his hotel room the day of the show because he's like dude you're a fucking train wreck let's go like we need to practice this we need to figure this shit out i was a train wreck in the hotel room i, I don't i don't even know what was going through your mind and then when i got to the actual improv because we got there a couple hours early i did a, a one one set on stage i was i was terrible and then and then between that point in time and the time that I went on, I thought I was going to like literally forget all my lines. And I don't know what happened, but when I went up on stage, I, well, I actually said three things to myself. I think I told you this, Matt. I was like, enjoy the experience, have fun, and do your best, right? That's all you can do. And so I went up there and I had my little cheat sheet that I could you know, look down on on the stool every now and then. And I did. I like. I, I relished the experience. I had fun. I did the best I could, and and so much of the credit goes to you, Matt, because you took me from what I was, and you got me to where I ended up. And so I appreciate you, bro. And it was just an amazing yeah. experience. Yeah. No, it's a, you know, it, it's kind of like that scene in Hoosiers where the guy they go to the big stadium, and then he's like, it's only you know, it's ten feet the basket. It's ten feet. It's at, at its core, stand up is just public speaking. It's it's all it is. And so, you know, I know that you eventually you're going to figure that part out and you'll realize that we've built some pretty good content and all you have to do is not fuck it up. And, um, you know, it's not easy. It's not, but, you know, it's a process. And uh, but, you know, I've worked with the people who had the most confidence in the world and they walked out on stage and, and didn't. I mean, they didn't know that they didn't have the greatest set in the world. I mean, everybody pulls it off, but there's rock star level and then there's like. Hey, listen, you pulled off stand-up comedy. You know, I mean, you know, most people would never, you know, it's a huge accomplishment. And, you know, you're better off from the process. But so it isn't, you know, the ones who are are nervous, the ones who are confident. That's not a determinant of of who's going to do well. But if you go up there with your truth, and I think that's what I teach people is that that is what is going to protect you. You know, because at the end of the day, it's almost void in our society. Anything honest, anything pure. Children laugh 400 times a day. Adults laugh three three times a day for a reason. 
Yeah. You know, adulthood sucks. You know, I mean, it, it, not just from a stress and, and a worry standpoint, from a, from a mindset standpoint, you know, we're so linear in our thinking, you know, and you ain't a linear dude. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I, I, I kind of, you know, it is it is a coaching process, but I'm doing this since I'm three. So I couldn't be a Cairo. You wouldn't want me to, <laughs> to touch you for two seconds. Uh, Dude, you, you'd have you'd have a thriving practice. There'd be people out the door just wanted to come and hang out with you. It, it, yeah, maybe. Look at these little chubby hands. They wouldn't be good friends. <laughs> so, Jay, let me ask you a question about that night before. I mean, tell me how you developed that content. It it sounds like it was it was physician related, chiropractic related. Tell me a little bit what was going through your mind when you was coming up with that content. I just, you know, Matt, I, I love, you know, what, what he says. It's all about being our most authentic selves and finding our truth. And I just thought about the things that I wanted to get across that I've experienced being a chiropractor for the last, you know, 28 years. And so I kind of wrote scenarios out and then Matt made it funny because he's the comedian. And, uh, and then we practiced, right? We, and then we tweaked it and then we practiced more and we tweaked it. And it was, it wasn't until like literally I went live that it actually came together for me. But, um, but yeah, just, I mean, we have so many stories in chiropractic. It's, it's a rich, it's such a rich field because one, we get to help a lot of people, but the whole like, I don't believe in chiropractic and we're a bunch of quacks and you're not really doctor, like all that bullshit is rich. It's rich content. In humor. Yeah. Yeah, in humor. Yeah. I could see that, man. I could see that. Matt, I'm I'm glad that you gave me uh, the co-host that I have today. Um, you know, he is, I always thought he was a funny guy, but now I know the source of some of that. <laughs> That's right. It's Matt Kazam, baby. Listen, let's take another quick break and we'll come back here in just a minute and uh, finish up with Matt Kazam. But don't go anywhere. Reaching your potential brings you the freedom to run your practice the way that you want. Does that mean gaining more patience or more profit? Or more time spent pursuing other dreams? Kaizenovate can help you achieve the freedom you want by providing the education, technology, and consultation expertise to help you grow your practice and achieve your dreams. Kaizenovate, the developer of the Canvas app, the app that can take your practice to the next level by providing a customized, direct connection between your practice and patient. Through a built-in rewards program, Canvas can grow new and existing patient numbers and increase your patient's adherence to care plans. What does your custom dream app look like? Elevate your practice with Kaizenovate. This episode is sponsored by Infinity. In the modern age of electronic data interchange, Infinity is committed to helping clinicians get paid fast so that they can spend less time tracking claims and more times with their patients. As a pro advocate for the healthcare industry, we create tools that make sense for electronic claims processing and business analytics. You couple that with superior support team, we strive to ensure your business is performing at its best. Infinity, committed to the future of claim processing. Yeah. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. And they stay there. And they stay there. All right, everybody, what's up? We are back at Tech Talk, the podcast that keeps you connected to healthcare 
and technology. I'm with my very good friend, Mr. Brad Koss, and another very good friend, Mr. Matt Kazam, the comedian extraordinaire. Matt, buddy, it's so great to have you here. We've had so many laughs in such a short period of time. Thank you for spending the time with us today. I want to I wanna talk about, um, like, what do you do for fun, bro? Like, I know you're a warrior and you're doing so many things, and we'll talk about that as well. But, like, for fun, like, what do you love doing? I mean, for, work is fun. I mean, that's, that's what's so great about it, you know. Um, uh, but for fun, I, I'm addicted to uh, disc golf. Frisbee golf. Really? I don't know. Oh my gosh. I used to play ball golf. And if I get half the money and time, I pissed away chasing that stupid little white ball around. I would be set for the rest of my life. But yeah, I, I got into this uh, disc golf and I, and I, I love it so much that I just did a, a, a road trip from Vegas to Denver and played about 10 different courses. One course was in an old gold mining ghost town. Wow. And so we're playing through this old ghost town um, of, of disc golf. So it, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't, it's not like I could play basketball now at my age and my body can, but I can throw that little Frisbee around and get outside <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and nature is, uh, you know, so, so important to just get outside, but you know, I, yeah, I love, I love disc golf, but then, um, uh, yeah. So wait, wait, so like, how are you, are like, are you good? Way better than I was at ball golf. Way better than I was at ball golf. Um, and do you play in teams or is it individual scoring? Like, how does it work? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's like just like ball golf. I mean, except yeah. there's a basket, then you throw it, you count your strokes. But, you know, I can shoot par or maybe a tad under wow. at Frisbee golf. I like a 19 handicapped at ball golf, you know. Right, so, right, right. Uh, um, but, you know, it's free. And, and I'm out here in Vegas. So, you know, we have lots of great courses in Arizona and Utah, um, you know, and, uh, so, yeah, it, it's uh, but I'm good. Yeah, I mean, I, I can play. Uh, um, the problem is, is that I play in some kind of over 50 because I'm 53 now, um, though I've got I mean, this will lead into the next thing. I'm, but I have a seven year old because I'm a genius. And um, <laughs> I really thought that through. <laughs> but uh, I play against these over 50 guys. The problem is, is that over 50 guys been playing for a long, long time. I've only been playing a few years. They are cagey they, they got the technique down wow um so it's almost like i have a better chance against the younger guys who haven't been playing that long um than against guys my own age but it, it's super fun so bro you're like on the senior tour yeah 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 I, I think, well, the 70 i think by the time i'm 70 a guy just hit the world record he was he's 85 years old he threw for over 80 he threw it 200 feet wow um, Feet, not yards, but, yeah, but because it's, it's really all technique. And so, but it's, it's cool to see that he was still playing this at, at 80 some odd years old. So, you That's know, great. what am I going to do with the rest of my life? At least I answered that question. That's actually, that's actually a big game over to on campus. They, you know, Jay, they have putters, they have drivers. Yeah. Wow. They have all different kinds of discs. Yeah. It's not like one, you know, 99 cent Frisbee that you buy at Walmart. It's, I mean, there's a there is a sport to it. I they are, there are a couple of courses at Stillwater. Uh, the students are always playing it, and cool. and you know you know why Jay hasn't heard about it because it's actually not something that you would hurt yourself in. So it's not like <laughs> everybody's going to come into your office going, you know what? I screwed myself up playing frisbee golf. You know, so it hasn't shown up on your Cairo radar yet. You know, that's right. That must be it. Yeah. That's awesome, bro. Tell us more about. 
Um, like, what are you most excited about? I know you have so many projects going on. You're involved in so many things in the comedy world and the entrepreneurial and corporate world. What's most exciting coming up for you right now? Uh, well, one thing I got, and, and I don't know when this is going to air, but um, uh, one a company came to me, actually a commercial real estate company came to me uh, at the beginning of COVID because they knew that the, the tenants weren't going to come back to the office. So they pivoted right away to be a resource for the remote companies now working there and helping them establish culture. So they asked me to put together a five week webinar series. Wow. Um, it, it, excuse me. Yeah. Five month, it was five week webinar series. And, you know, just kind of teach humor as, as, you know, but not necessarily for anything particular, but we wound up picking joke writing and storytelling and mental health and wellness and public speaking and sales. And so I put together this five. So I'm doing it now live. Um, and then giving the recordings out, but it's literally open to any company that's out there. So anybody who wants to be able to give their employees uh, access to humor training and and really dip your toe in without really, you know, getting all the way in there. um, I'm I'm working on that. So uh, people can go to they laugh, you win and email me about that if you're interested, but the humor scientist, one of the other big things, I'm one of these stories of, of COVID that it never would have happened if it wasn't for COVID. Because it was since I pivoted to humor, you know, from a from a mental health standpoint, from a wellness standpoint, it showed up on Harvard Public Health's radar. So and cool. they and they agreed with me that that it is a public health issue, our lack of happiness, our lack of joy, our inability to connect with each other. I mean, look, we, we are now connected by hate and anger and and just picking a side and it, it wasn't it wasn't always that way, you know. Yeah. I mean it, it, it I know that we we don't really remember when it wasn't that way. But if you think about your best part of your lives, it, it always includes, you know, humor and laughing and 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 not being afraid of another human being. I do these sociological experiments with my daughter and we'll try to connect with every human being that we meet. That's and you know, great. at some point I understand she's got to realize that humans suck on some level and you know to be afraid of them, but I don't want her to learn that at seven. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. No, not at seven. You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, she knows stranger danger and, you know, that, you know, people wind up in the trunks of cars. She knows all of that. But right. if somebody's just walking down and it's safe to do so, why can't I engage that human being? Why right. can't I try to use the power that I've been given and tool it? We're working on a program for children now to help them raise emotional intelligence through humor. Because remember, they left 400 times a day. It's still I've got to now convince people who left three times a day that humor is important. That's why my life sucks, Dr. J. That's, and that's why I need advocates <laughs> like you. Well, and you they right. also believe humor can't be taught. I taught you. So, you're you know, saying, you're, you're you can, teach, me, you can teach anybody. I can teach anybody. So, um, but we try to engage with people and we have less than, and I got a seven-year-old adorable little girl, maybe 30%, 40% of the people we meet, that's certainly not more than half. Most of them act like we are not even there. Wow, that's crazy. And we all see that. I mean, I'm not just saying anything. I mean, you know, but but so but I also don't think that people have the emotional intelligence. So Harvard comes to me and says, you could, they wanted me to do a blog and about humor and and wellness and public health. And I said, you know what, Let, let's do more than that. And then then they said, well, you can have your own web series. And um, awesome. and you know what? I call myself a humor scientist and I appreciate because I could win a Nobel Prize. And that's the path I, I fight every day that I'm on is that one day it will have that impact. That And it's so simple because it's inside everybody. I just got to turn it back on and I can. Um, but um, 
I, I, I kind of modeled the show. So they came to me and they called, they said, we're going to call it the humor sign. Cause that's what so we cool. Right? I love it. But so I turned it into Mr. Rogers for adults. I'm going to teach <laughs> grownups empathy and kindness and, and connection <laughs> and engagement through humor. And I'm going to have great guests. I just had um, Joe McClensky and Jeff. Oh, on. Awesome. Cause this episode is about culture and the great resignation. Yeah. Um, but the first two episodes, you know, last one was how to use your words. You know, we, we think about comedians, you know, and, and they're, they're, they're now, oh, I should be able to say whatever I want. You know what? And, and the art form speaks to that. And what I what I really do is think about the mind change of mindset, humor, the art form versus humor, the human part of the human experience. Yep. Um, so, you know, that that's a lot of my work is just getting people to understand that. And then and then, you know, we could move on from there. But the humor scientist, you know, comedians have to think about the words in a way that most people don't, you know, I mean, so what that does for diversity and inclusion, you know, and, and, and really thinking about the words before they come out of your mouth, <laughs> um, comedians have to do that. And I know that's why Dr. J is great on these podcasts, Brad. Um, plus he has you to kind of guide him through and then hold the, <laughs> and hold the ship together. You're me in this equation. Pulling both legs simultaneously, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're going through. You're me in this equation. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the human scientist on there, uh, you know, I, I've got three years on their uh, runway to, Damn, to do whatever great. I want, but I, I really modeled it after and studied Mr. Rogers and, and, uh, and, and really that was just a public health show. It was just, you know, Hey, listen, be kind to each other and, you know, right. wash your hands. And you know, he was telling all these same things, but that's what I love about public health. It is that simple. You know, wash your hands, you know, uh, uh, throw a condom on before you, you know, sleep with somebody. You know, if you do these simple little things, we all will be thriving and much happier, um, you know, on on a global level. Yeah, I I love the name of humor scientist because I was literally like listening to you now. And I was like, what's so great and what I think the audience will really appreciate about you is that so much of what you do and so much <clears throat> of what you share is based in real science. And you are truly like a, just an incredible student of the game. And so like when anybody, and I encourage everybody to check out, um, they laugh you in, right? They laugh you in.com. They laugh you in.com. Check it out. And if you have the opportunity to coach with Matt, it will change your life forever because you will learn things most importantly about yourself that will change you for the better. And Matt brings that out in you because he's not just like one of the funniest dudes on the planet. He really knows the craft. And so that, I, I just appreciate that so much, Matt. And I love uh, the name for you, the humor scientist. It is perfect. It, I, but I sound this way. So it's tough to take me serious. Like when did Joe <laughs> Pesci go to, go to uh, get a PhD? <laughs> uh, so are you like the real Mr. Rogers and you start the show out and you have to take your jacket off and put the sweater on and, uh, you know, the only problem is I can't really you know, tie my guys, shoes that way. You know, he's so cool and flexible, Mr. Rogers. He can put those sneakers on. You should see me put on my socks. That's a comedy show. <laughs> he puts on his socks and he pulls out his bong. He takes a couple of hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've got to stretch before I put my socks on. I mean, it's, uh, uh, I, 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 as you know, Jay, I need chiropractic help. You I've, do. I've, I've cried. I don't suffer in silence. I, but I won't just let, you know, I'm waiting for you. I need the master to work on me really i need a team of scientists uh, around <laughs> working on me make I'll up 53 years of abuse there you go i'll make it happen we'll get you a team yes please 
Man, can you can you imagine Matt at a conference like FCA with all the people in the tables out in the hallway and stuff, and just oh. him walking around poking fun at them as they're? I think that would be hilarious, man. So, so Brad, let me just tell you that Matt had an idea, and we shared it with the leadership of FCA, and they loved the idea. And it was about Matt coming in and coaching some select people. I thought you might have been on the list, actually. Um, but but getting people to do stand up, we'd raise money for the pack. So that, you know, we could, you know, obviously leverage those funds to, to move chiropractic forward. And we were going to do it, but just with COVID and everything that they were dealing with at the FCA, couldn't do it this year. But it, I know it's still, yeah. you know, on their minds. And so, Deb or Jen, if you're listening, this is Matt. We got to get him there. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Can you imagine, though, following him around the hall with a camera? Oh, my God. And as he poked fun of some of the vendors and some of the people that. There's, there's, a, there's a whole TV show around that. I, I think that would talk about a f- no kidding. I, and and then bringing in and finishing it with a class, you know, and letting him uh, br- bring that in play some of that thing. I think that would be hilarious, man. 100%, bro. We'll get him there. We'll get him. That would be. You know, I have great respect for you doing that. It just, you know me, I, I will attempt anything and people don't, I'm not afraid of that. But the think about getting in front of them and telling jokes for 18 minutes, oh my gosh, I cannot imagine the terror that was in your mind. It was crazy, but Matt, Matt did it, man. He, he did it. Well, now the new groups, the new groups, just so you know, after Jay, the new groups are only doing 10 minutes. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> because it takes twice as much work to do 18 minutes, you know, I mean, really, you know, we, we have, and really to come up with 18 minutes, we have to, we have to, oh. there's so much shit that we threw away. You know, we have to go through so much, but it is a mining process where we, you know, first we mine for the material, then we build the set. Then we worry about punching it up. You know, it, it comes right from my playbook over 7,000 shows uh, doing this since I'm three. You know, it, it is, it's, it's, it's how comedy should be done. And to be able to share that knowledge with my friends and then, 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 high level folks that are trying to change the world, you know, also, you know, these are nerds and nerds need to come out of their shell. I'm ripping them out of their shells. You, you know? are. Yeah. <laughs> so Matt, how can people get a hold of you? Sorry, Brad. Uh, you're, yeah, you're no, awesome. no, no, no. They laugh you win. You know, that, that kind of uh, outlines our corporate offerings, but LinkedIn that I, I mean, most, I love connecting with folks on LinkedIn. Um, I'm also on Facebook, but I think you'll give them the, but it's Matt, Matt Kazam. There won't be another humor scientist on there. I don't think. Um, right. And uh, that the, really the, the, the Harvard public health review show, the humor scientist, there's two episodes out there now, by the time this, it could be three or four, um, but it's a monthly thing. And uh, uh, I, I, I love nerding out about humor and comedy. So either come through the website or uh, come through LinkedIn uh, and come be my friend. Awesome, bro. That's great. Hey, Matt, thank you for uh, spending the hour with us. Uh, yes. This will be a funny podcast. People will love it. Uh, you've given me some content to use uh, in my lecture. Side. <laughs> oh, boy. And I, I appreciate that. And, and uh, Jay, just watch out, buddy. We're, we're going to expose you and, and your comedian episodes, bud. We look, we look forward to that. All right. Listen, man, I'm an open book. I'm an open book. Matt, thank you very much again. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Oh. Matt. Matt, thank too. you, brother. Love and appreciate you, bro. You're the best. Oh, you're great. Thank you so much. Be well. Guys, from, from my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein, I'm Brad Cost. Have a good day. Hey, hey. That's a wrap.